Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with love right now. Right now. Right now. Hey, hey, Lo here. What's going on? So excited to share with you this incredible interview with the legendary William Tingle. He is breaking it down how to acquire property subject to by being the bank and not being a landlord. Check it out. He answers some of the most frequently asked questions from real estate investors as well as sellers. Check it out. Excited at the guest that we have. It's the legendary Mr. William Tingle. But before I get him in and he's just going to share some exceptional information concerning acquiring property subject to Guys, just a little bit about William before I, 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 we jump in with him. Uh, I have known about William, Mr. William Tingle, uh, ever since I started back in 2007. Uh, there was two people I learned about subject to investing and was so intrigued. And that's um, Mark Evans and also Mr. William Tingle. So William's been around for a while and he's accumulated over about 500 deeds 500. So that's a lot. And he's super knowledgeable about this particular real estate investing strategy. And I think this is just the perfect time, especially with the market. Uh, For those of you that don't know or understand subject to investing to start learning. So without any further delay, hey, Carl, thanks for jumping on. Without any further delay, I want to go ahead and welcome William. William, you there? I'm here. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man, for taking the time. I know you're busy, but I really, really appreciate you. Well, I, I always enjoy talking to you, Lo. I mean, you're you're just a great person and, and your group is fantastic. I, I, I'm just really honored to be here. Thanks so much. Sure. Not, not a problem. And I also want to throw out there, guys, uh, William has one of the fastest growing real estate investing groups on the subject of subject to investing right now is subject to real estate forum. So make sure you check out his forum, make sure and go ahead and be a part of the group. All right. And then you can talk a little bit more about that later, but 
right now, William, I want you to share a little bit about your background, you know, what you were doing before you got in and in, in started in real estate investing and maybe what interests you and in how you got started. Okay. Well, uh, in 1999, I was a district manager for a restaurant chain. I, I was a district manager for the state of Georgia. I worked about 70 hours a week. I drove hundreds of miles every week, uh, managed several stores. And, you know, I've been in the restaurant business for about 20 years. And if anybody's ever been in that business, you know, it never gets any better. You know, everybody, yeah, that's why every restaurant, restaurant is always hiring. They're hiring managers, employees. It doesn't matter. Nobody stays with it. It's hard, hard work. And, you know, I, I thought that would be my career. I kind of got into it by accident. And, um, you know, I looked up one day, I, I started out as a dishwasher. Here I was a district manager. You know, I was making pretty good money, but I didn't have much of a life. I was married, had two small kids under the age of 10. And I was just really becoming discouraged um, at the prospects. And I actually tried to to open a franchise restaurant. I thought, well, if I work for myself, it'll be better. Uh, had an excellent credit score, had assets, and went to get the loan. They said, oh, it'll be a shoe-in, no problem. And on my birthday, May the 11th, 1999, I got a call from the banker processing it. And he said, I don't know how to tell you this. They've turned you down. And, you know, it was just really one of the lowest points of my life. You know, I can't even, I've done all this work. I can't even open my own place. And about that time when my managers quit, so I packed a bag going out of town for a couple of days to close the store and, and try to get things situated. And I was up at 2 a.m. in the morning watching television and a Carlton Sheets infomercial came on television, <laughs> you know, oh, and, yes. and Carlton, Carlton Sheets. And, you know, there are just some infomercials that if, if you're flipping channels and you see one, you just start watching it. And I'd always been that way about Carlton Sheets, but never ordered the course. I thought, you know, I thought it was crazy all those yahoos talking about they own all those properties on the same street. But I ordered it that night. And when it got there, I opened it up. I started reading and I was just overwhelmed by all the information. And I said, man, I'm just never going to get it. But I didn't know, um, you know, we didn't have the internet like we have now. I mean, the internet existed, but we didn't have Facebook and, and so much access to people all the time. Uh, so I didn't know a lot of the things that he said do. Uh, wouldn't work. So I did them and they worked and I started buying houses. And a year later I quit my job and um, I haven't worked for anyone else since. So that's kind of what happened. Oh, that's fantastic. And you know, what's, what's interesting is what we both have in common is that's how I got started. It was a Carlton Sheets infomercial and I ordered it and I haven't looked back. So it's very similar. And, and I think it's that's a lot of real estate investors that's been around for a while, how they got started, too. So that's absolutely fantastic. And everybody, don't y'all love uh, William's avatar? I just want to put that out there. So he didn't necessarily have a web camera. And I told him, I said, man, you got an avatar you can show. So anyway, I like your avatar. It's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I got a girl. I got a girl that does a lot of, of graphic stuff for me and she does them. She's pretty good. I love it. I love it. Well, let's dive in. Let's dive into some of the most frequently asked questions and questions that have been sent to me. And I'm sure we may get a few more while we're on here tonight. Someone sure. said, love it. Carlton Sheets is also how my hubby and I started back in the 1990s. Absolutely. A lot of folks. So first question, just break down a little bit. What is subject to investing for those that well, don't know? 
Well, you know, people, I meet a lot of people that ask me about subject two, like it's some kind of magic wand or something, you know, oh, you can buy houses subject to, you know, how does that, you know, that, that, that must be that, that's some kind of magical thing. Well, no, it's really not. It's just an acquisition method. It's just like lease options or, or getting a loan and buying from the bank or, or seller financing or anything else. It's just a way to buy the house. Uh, the difference with subject two is that you're actually going to get legal title. You know, a, a deed is going to be uh, exchanged. Your, your seller is going to deed the house to you, but they're also going to stay on the hook for that financing and they're just going to let you start making the payments. So that is what is unique about subject to uh, you. I like to say that uh, you'll own the house and the seller still owns the loan. I like that. That's, I mean, you can't put it any clearer than that. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I just want to share the very first deal that I did back in 07, 08 was a subject to deal. And it just blew me away. I was hooked. And how I actually got the deal uh, was online, doing some online marketing, uh, got the deal, got the paperwork with the homeowner, and I started marketing the property online. Found a seller out of, I mean, found a buyer out of state. Gave him all of the information that he needed. And once he was satisfied, he PayPal me $2,500. From that point, I was hooked. So, yeah, that was my very first deal. But next question, which I get a lot, is subject to, is it illegal? Well, you know, you'll have attorneys and real estate agents and, and all kind of people tell you that it's illegal. I mean, I, I was talking to a student of mine the other day who uh, actually is trying to start working with agents more for leads. And, and she had an agent that was on board with her and they were, you know, getting along well and things were flowing well. And then all of a sudden she got a text one night and said, hey, I just talked to so-and-so, a real estate attorney. And he said, what you're doing is illegal. And uh, I can't be doing none of that. And then they're done. You know, she's not even answering her messages anymore. So you'll hear that from a lot of people. But the truth is, there's absolutely nothing illegal, immoral, unethical about subject to, uh, you know, it's been going on since mortgages have existed. And the example that I always give when, especially when an agent says, oh, that's illegal. I say, well, have you taken a look at line 203 or line 503 on your HUD lately where it says existing loans taken subject to uh, it's already on the HUD. You know, how is it illegal? You know, tell me how it could possibly be illegal, but, but the direct answer to your question is no, it's not. It's, it's, you know, you can actually take a, a loan subject to in all 50 States and many countries around the world. Awesome. Thank you for clearing that up. And I'm getting questions, uh, you know, come in, but I'm, and we're going to get to those questions, guys. Thank you so much for posting them in the comments. So if you have any additional questions, go ahead and post them in the comments. Okay. So the next question, what type of sellers, I mean, you know, cause some people will be like, what seller in their right mind would just give their deed to an investor? So what type of sellers would sell their home subject to? Well, I, I can certainly understand that. When I first learned about subject to, I, I thought it was probably a unicorn as well. Uh, and actually my first subject to, I couldn't believe it was happening. Someone called me yep. off a bandit sign and, and I fumbled through the paperwork and screwed a lot of stuff up, but we got the deal yep. done and he was just a motivated seller, but you'll have sellers, you know, about a third of the houses that we buy are from people in foreclosure, but the rest of them are just people that have a circumstance in their life that requires them 
to, to move a property. And I think it's all really in the presentation. I don't go into a lot of, of, of technical terms and talking about subject to and land trust and that type of stuff with sellers. I simply listen to their story, try to find out why they would like to sell. Maybe they're moving for a new job. Maybe they're getting a divorce and neither one can afford the payment on their own. Uh, I get the story and then I just usually say something like, well, listen, uh, we have a program that we can do occasionally and where we just come in and make the payments for you until we can find a buyer that can get new financing. Now, would that work for you? And I already know the story. I know the answer to the question and they'll say, well, yeah, you know, that would probably work. Tell me a little more about it. And I do. Uh, but any kind, any kind of seller, they don't have to be extremely distressed. We bought a house last month from a lady who her husband had died in February and she was just moving out of state. She'd gotten a large life insurance settlement and, uh, you know, the house had a little bit of equity. She owed about 190,000. It was worth about 215. And, uh, you know, she had money, but she was moving. She said, I, she said, I'm not up to dealing with realtors and people coming through my house all the time. I just need a quick sale. And, uh, so we proposed taking over her payments and she said, sounds good to me. So, you know, that lady was in no financial distress. Her situation made subject to attractive to her. So you'll find people in all types of situations, not just people that are really desperate. Absolutely. That's, and that's great. And so what I heard mainly in that is, you know, the better you are at listening and the better you are at problem solving, you'll have more of these type of opportunities for sellers that may not necessarily be able or want to sell their house traditionally. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. The, the story is what's important. And that's where the deals found. Uh, mm -hmm. in what we do now as far, you know, wholesalers or, or people that go in and make cash offers, you know, they've got a formula they use, they go in, they make their offer, they do whatever, you know, we're looking for people who want to sell, you know, for a specific reason. It's the story, mm -hmm. you know, that'll make what we do work. Absolutely. And of course, you know, the next question is, and I've already gotten a, a, a one particular individual that has asked. So how do you target or market to these type of sellers? Are, are we targeting maybe expired listings? And if so, uh, what's the best approach? Is it direct mail or what, what are your thoughts on that? Or what are you seeing that works best? For well, you? first, here's what you need to know based, you know, just on what I just told you, any seller can be a subject to seller. All you need is motivation and financing. Now, obviously someone with a free and clear property is not going to be able to do it. They don't owe anything. Uh, right. But as far as how to target, uh, you, and you can do the same types of marketing that you do for any other type of investing. You can do uh, marketing that gets people to call you, bandit signs. Matter of fact, the, the deal that we got last month was off a bandit sign that we put out last year. And I know it was a bandit sign we put out last year because we stopped doing them in January of this year. Uh, but bandit signs, direct mail, uh, direct mail works really well. Expired listings, something I call soon to expire. I like to do mailings to people who were on their last couple of months of a listing. Uh, and, and okay. I've got a unique approach to that. I, we've been doing that for a long time. Now, statistically, 
the percentage response rate on that is much higher. I'm looking for a specific seller that needs to sell and that listed because they're, they're not aware of other options. Most people list because that's just how you sell a house. You know, they don't really know anything else to do. Uh, but, but we'll mail to those guys and say, Hey, I noticed your house has been for sale for a while. Uh, if, if your listing expires and you don't get any offers, give us a call. We can buy within 48 hours. And sometimes they'll come from the mailbox and pick up the phone, you know, uh, but, as, but as far as targeting uh, direct mail, that sort of thing, we do those to the soon to expires, the expires, the foreclosures. Uh, and we get a lot of deals from cold calling. You know, a lot of people are scared of that, but listen, we get a lot of results that way. And, and the reason why is because a lot of people are scared. <laughs> you know, if a lot of people won't do it, it's a good way for you to get, get some leads. So, so you can call, you can use bandit signs, you can do direct mail, you can do all the same things. Remember when you get the lead though, when you get a response, that's when you talk to them and get the story and you'll find out mm -hmm. if they make work. Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, we got a, a question here. Someone asked, so whose money do you use to catch up uh, the loan? Or I think that what they meant was if, if, if the seller is behind two or three or four months of payments or more, who catches that up? Well, it depends if, if foreclosure is imminent. I mean, if, if we've got a date and it's coming, you know, I'll either use my money or I'll use a private lender, which, you know, and I'm not talking about hard money. I'm talking about people you have relationships with. Uh, I'm sure you've talked to your, your, your folks here about private money before. Uh, you'll use one of those two sources. Now, one of my favorite things to do, uh, especially if you don't have a foreclosure date, so you're not under the gun, is let's say, for example, that somebody calls me and they're, they're four payments behind, their payments are $1,000 a month with other fees and things. We need 5,000 to cure. Um, it's a hundred thousand, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar house. And, um, they owe out of 95, there's not a whole lot of equity. Uh, what I'll do is get that thing under contract, start marketing it immediately. Uh, if it's a hundred thousand dollar house, we're going to try to get about 10,000 down. So I will actually make up the arrears with my buyer's down payment money. So we don't even have to use our own money in a lot of cases. And if the people aren't in distress and aren't behind on payments, we always get our sellers going out the door to make the next payment because remember mortgage is made in arrears, rents paid in advance. So, you know, Mr. Seller, remember when you bought your house, you didn't have a payment for 30 days. Now, if, when you're moving out the end of September, that October 1st payments for the month of September, you lived in the house. So we need you to make that October 1st payment. So I've got, you know, an additional 30 days after they've moved to get my buyer. Absolutely. Fantastic. Being creative, because when you have a buyer, this is the beautiful thing about subject to, and what you're talking about is taking it over, but not becoming a landlord. You're going to find an owner finance buyer to put, to put in that house. So when they pay that down payment, that down payment is, you know, they won't be able to get it back. It's non-refundable, correct? That's low. That's all I do. Now, when you buy subject to you own the house, you can do whatever you want. You can move in it yourself. You can rent it. You can lease it. You can sell it with owner financing. You can retail it. You own it. You can do whatever you like. Now me, my business model, all I do is buy subject to sell with owner financing. I'm not into the landlord thing. I've been there. 
Okay. Got yeah. the t-shirt. I'm not doing yeah. it. Uh, you know, I operate 4,000 miles away from anything I have. So uh, I don't even think we mentioned that, that I live out of the country. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. You're in beautiful Belize, which right. I'm not hating on. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. yeah. I love it. That's awesome. So can't I, wait to visit you. I mean, I moved down here in 2010. So I've been here about nine years and everything I do is remote. Uh, of course, you can. I did it in my own town for 12 years. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's all I do. Buy subject to sell with owner financing. That is fantastic. Awesome. And we have another question here. So and I get this this question a lot. What about the do on sales clause? How, how do you deal with that? Well, I got to tell you, I've been doing this since 1999 and I've bought houses with loans on them from Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Regions Mortgage, I mean, just Washington Mutual, you name it, we've done it. And I've never had anybody say anything about a do on sale clause. As a matter of fact, a few months ago, I put out Facebook posts and stuff all over. I said, please, please, if you've ever, if you have any knowledge of an actual do on sale incident, I would please contact me. I would like to talk to you on my podcast. And uh, I had about a dozen people contact me. And of those dozen, there were only a couple that were actually verifiable. And, and we actually knew that the, the cases had happened. The rest of them were all friends of friends. And well, I heard about it and that sort of the boogeyman, you know, and that sort of thing. So uh, we actually did a podcast on the do on sale clause. Um, short answer, it's it's a non-issue. You know, if if it happens, there are steps you can take and that would that would take a long time to go into. But I've been doing it 20 years. I've never, never had a, you know, anybody even mention it. Uh, most of the investors that I know will tell you the same thing. So it's really, you know, the bank wants their payments. It's really what. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. Is it safe to say that at the end of the day, as long as the banks are getting their mortgage payment, they're not going to mess with you because they're getting their money. Is that accurate? I believe so. You know, I used to do a three day training years ago and I would bring in all of the bankers from the banks that I did business with. There were there was a large regional bank and two small local banks. And they all said the same thing. Listen, the book says you can't transfer title. If you do, we call the loan due. The truth of the matter is we don't care, you know? So Absolutely. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, another question, and, and we're getting a couple other questions in, which is great. I appreciate you guys being interactive because I know that this is a very interesting topic, but what I want to talk to you about, William, is I think talk about the, the timeliness of this particular strategy and how investors can really take advantage of the market. And what I mean is because here in the DFW area, and I know in other markets too, we're st we've been seeing more properties sit on the market longer. And just, just to share with you and everyone else, um, I actually talked with a lead today. He's in New York. He's getting ready to go out of the country. But he has a property here in Saginaw. And Saginaw is 10 minutes from us. But uh, it was built, I think, about 10 years ago. He's totally updated it. It's been vacant for two and a half months and listed for about two and a half months. And he's ready to get rid of it. So I talked to him in depth today about uh, seller financing and, and subject to and 
not not that particular language, but just kind of explained how we can help him sell it. And he's right. very open to it. So when he comes back from being out of the country, uh, the first week in October, we're going to meet because he has a couple of other properties that he wants to get rid of. So I'm really excited because he is extremely open about that. But I want you to talk about the timeliness of this particular type of strategy and how investors can uh, really take advantage of it. Well, I mean, personally, I don't think there's ever been a better time for subject to say that for a couple of reasons. Uh, you know, we're in a decent market right now. I mean, things are slowing down just a little bit in some places long enough to, to hurt most people that need to sell. The big reason that, that I really love it, there are just so many loans to take over with two and a half and 3% interest rate loans where you can wrap this note to your buyer and still give them a decent interest rate. Lo, you remember in 2002, 2003, uh, if you were investing at that time when we were, man, we jumped for joy if we took over a loan with an eight or 9% interest rate, that was great. Uh, but I, I typically sell to my buyers now at less interest rates than that. So, and still make $500 a door in yeah. cash flow. I mean, it's just incredible. The cash it's, flow that you can yeah. make for these things, you can buy a house right now with relatively low equity. I mean, we tip, we, we typically buy it 90% LTV mm -hmm. and we can, you know, sell with owner financing and make a 50 to $60,000 profit over 36 months. Yep. It's just, the spread is just unbelievable on even a low equity deal. And, and for those reasons, I think it's just absolutely the best time because, and here's the thing too, even if the market takes a hit, you know, everybody's always doom and gloom. Well, in the next 12 months, in the next 15 months, well, gee, if we really knew, you know, I'd win the lottery next week if I could tell you when this was going to happen. But let's right. say the market tanks tomorrow and the, and the property loses value. If you're still able to make four or $500 a month cash flow, I don't care what that house is worth. I don't yes. care if it's $50,000 underwater, please. If I can make $500 a door, I'm good with that. Yep. So I, I don't think there's been a better time. You're taking over those loans at 3%, 4%. You're going to make some incredible money. Absolutely. It's all about the cash flow. And what's interesting, I wasn't in quite yet, 2002, 2003, 2004. I, I, I missed it. I, I jumped in in 07, 08. But that was during the time of that particular, the start of the cycle. So right. we were able to accumulate some of those subject twos. But now that I see the turn in the cycle, you know, which we're much more educated, we're much more experienced. And I see how, you know, we are taking action to 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 take advantage of this opportunity to help homeowners. And I do want to say that. So nobody will say, well, you're trying to take take advantage of sellers. No, that's not what this is about. It's about uh, bringing another solution to sellers that need to sell their property with this particular option to help them. And at the same time to help us, right? As investors. That's, that's absolutely correct. You know, and that's what I teach all of my students. Anyone that's in my coaching group will tell you, especially when dealing with people in distress, my standard, you know, speech to them is you approach these people with a heart to help first. And if you can help them, if their situation has improved and they could really save their house, I can't tell you the number of times I've got on the phone with the bank and negotiated for the homeowner to be able to have arrears put on the back end of the loan, forbearance, or just a redo of the loan, what have you, so they can stay. Uh, you know, and 
and, and that does a lot for your reputation in the community and everything else. It feels really nice to be able to do it. Uh, but you know, we make some phenomenal deals out there too. So, I mean, it just, it allows you to help people and make an incredible income. Being invest, uh, an investor is, has got to be the absolute best line of work there is. Yeah. In my Absolutely. opinion. Yes, I agree. All right. We're going to move on. We've got a few more questions here. I've uh, got a question. When you own a finance a property, you know, to the buyer, uh, is the deed trans over to the buyer at that point in time? Or is it after um, they pretty much are in the property for however long they're contracted to be in? So three years or five years where they have to cash out. Well, now some of that may depend uh, in the markets that I work in. I do not deliver the deed at the time that they take possession. I do what's called a contract for deed and they get equitable title, but not legal title. I'm hanging on to that because it gives me a little bit more control. If they ever decide they don't want to pay or, or whatever happens in most cases, it's a little bit easier for me to get them out. Now, as I understand it in Texas, they, they, uh, what did, what did someone tell me the other day? Texas gives contract for deed the side eye. That's what she told me. So you guys probably have to sell on a wrap, but it, it doesn't really matter. You know, just get the, get the deal done. You'll make money. Awesome. And yes, I do want to put a disclaimer out there. We are here, here in Texas and I know each state is different. That's why, again, it's all, you know, that much more important to make sure you're with a title company, with the escrow officer, with the attorneys that understand how to do these type of deals. And again, I just want to give another shout out to Mary Martinez and McKnight Title. Now, with that being said, another question. Now, do you form a separate land trust for each property or is that necessary? What are your thoughts on that? Well, we, I can't imagine buying a house without a trust. I mean, that's just the way I do business and, and have almost since I learned about trust. Uh, but, but I used to trust whether we bought subject to or we paid cash. We used to buy houses for cash. We used to rehab and do a lot of stuff. And every house went into a trust. The advantages are just so, gosh, I, that, that's a whole other show for you. Uh, as far as, you know, just avoiding probate, if something happens, privacy, mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. But to answer the question, yes, each property, if you use a trust, each property gets its own separate land trust, but it's just a few pieces of paper. It's not complicated. And, you know, once you learn how to do it, and if you have a good title company, they can take care of that for you. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Um, now, do you use a third party to collect the payments? And, and if you do, someone's asking, if you do, uh, who do you use? If you care to share that or we actually set our buyers up uh, with a company called Clear Now. I've got a link for it uh, on our website under the resources tab. If you use that link, you'll actually get a couple of months free. Uh, okay. we, we use that company uh, to actually process the payment. It's an ACH. It's drafted out of their bank account. Uh, hits our bank account within 48 hours. So they're very quick on their turnaround. They, they're, they're very inexpensive. The reason we use them, it just makes things simpler. Plus they charge you seven bucks for your first account. And then it's only two bucks a piece after that. So the money's drafted straight into your account. Then of course you can, you know, disperse it wherever it needs to go. But, but we use that company to do that. And then we just write checks, uh, or pay online to pay the underlying mortgage payments. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, someone's asking, how long do you give yourself on the contract to close? And that may be a two part. Cause I know the first closing is with the seller. 
And the second closing is going to be with the end buyer. So could well, you, could you address that? Yeah. If the question is, is closing with our, with our seller, in other words, how long do we give ourselves to buy? Well, that's going to depend. Uh, the example I gave you earlier uh, with the lady that her husband had passed, you know, she contacted us, gosh, in June. And she said, listen, I'm going to move in uh, middle August so I can get my kids back to South Dakota before school starts. And in those cases, listen, we, we close at their convenience. You know, that's one of the reasons she used us. Uh, she didn't want to have to worry about people in her house all the time. And she had a contract and she had to close by this date and get out of the house. You know, she wanted the flexibility to do things on her timetable. And, and so, so our service was advantageous for her. Uh, now, in, other, in another case, if somebody's in foreclosure, I've had people call me at midnight the night before the auction. You got to move pretty fast in that case, yeah. uh, and and you need to have those resources in place. Uh, and there's several things that you would need to have to be able to do that. But it depends on the individual circumstances. Literally, we can close in 48 hours with no problem. Awesome, awesome, great information. Um, I'll tackle another question or two as they come in. Are you all right with that, hey, William? Listen, we we can go until they're tired of talking. <laughs> awesome, I appreciate you. Um, so one question just came in. What do you think about uh, titling the property over into an LLC uh, that's named after the property address or the borrower's name? You know, uh, I, I heard people talked about that a lot when when we first started using land trust, that if you title the trust in either the seller's name, like if you buy a house from Joe Smith, make it the Smith family trust and that sort of thing. This is what I think. I don't, I, most people do that because they think it's going to give them some kind of an edge with the due on sale or something like that. I don't think it's necessary. I think if you like doing that, then you should do it. Uh, otherwise, I don't think there's an advantage to it at all. I used to, uh, when I invested locally, I, I've had several properties on one street before, and I used to actually name my trust after the street address so I could mm -hmm. keep them all straight. <laughs> right. So yep. I think you should name it whatever you want to. I don't think it's going to give you an advantage one way or the other. Awesome. Yep. And I've, I've, I've heard of that. Fantastic. Um, yep. Uh, we got those that's on the same. Thanks, William. Thanks, William. So, Right now, what I want to do, I don't think we have any other questions, but uh, guys, William has done something really special for the group, which I'm very excited about. Um, for those of you that are very serious about learning how to leverage and use this strategy for your business and to take advantage of this particular market, impossible market, that it's going to continue to favor these type of deals, subject to deals to help homeowners. Uh, he has a fantastic subject to course. And William, I want you to talk a little bit about the course and what people can expect from it. Well, Lo, I wrote this course several years ago. We just did an update on it uh, in November of last year to add some new stuff that we're doing and and just, you know, some new marketing things. I mean, a lot of things have changed since then, and we made those adjustments. But uh, I wrote that course because the main reason was because at the time, most of the subject two courses were a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks. And I said, you know, that's ridiculous, really. So we put this thing out here. It was very affordably priced. I think 
Uh, our price on it now is 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 three seventy seven. I believe is the price we've got on it now. But uh, and it just walks you through A to Z. You know, from the very start, how, how you need to set up your office, your filing system, uh, how to talk to sellers, how to talk to buyers, uh, what to do, what not to do. I mean, really, it's just a an A to Z course on how to buy subject to. I included all the forms that we use. Now, do know any course or any educational material that you buy, you really need to have it run by a title company or an attorney in your state because things change from state to state. Uh, these forms were all based on the business that I did in Georgia. Uh, so, you know, if you lived in the state of Georgia, hey, listen, you can use them out of the box. I'm cool with that. I would say that. Any other state, please pay an attorney for an hour of their time and, and let them look at things. Uh, but it's really just an A to Z, uh, start to finish, how to buy them, how to close them, how to close them yourself if you want to. And uh, and then how to sell them on lease option or with owner financing. So uh, it's just really for the starting investor who doesn't know anything about subject to. Uh, you can literally take that course, read it, go out, buy your first house and do it. Absolutely. Start taking action. And what William has done and which he's been very generous and I appreciate you, William, for everyone. And I'm going to provide the link. Um, he's giving fifty dollars off, 50 bucks off on this course, everyone that takes action, that's a part of this group, all right? And I'll make sure again to, um, to provide the link, but if you're serious about learning, uh, you know, 12 years in the business, I totally understand how important it is for you to invest, but to invest in the best uh, and the best information for those that have done it uh, for a long time and has, and has had a consistent um, uh, you know, just, you know, outcome of success uh, in whatever strategy that they use. So again, I'll provide the link for you guys. Again, it's going to be $50 off for those of you that's interested in taking action. Um, and William, thank you uh, for, for providing that opportunity for everyone. Well, don't forget to give them the, the code. Oh, yes. I will definitely give you the code. Yeah, that will all be provided. So, yes. Okay. That's good. Just, I, didn't, I didn't want them to not use the code for you. So, yeah. So they can get off. Yeah. Exactly. And I'll make sure and provide that code, guys. So uh, once we get off this call, um, you know, the verbiage as a part of this particular video will be updated and you'll have the link and the code uh, that you can use to go go ahead and take advantage of this particular course and start learning. And also I want to encourage you all to join William's um, Facebook group at Subject to Real Estate Forum. It is fantastic. He is extremely active there. Uh, and there's other investors that are learning and growing like yourself and, and also others uh, that have been in for a while that's taking action and getting results. Well, we got, right. I, actually, I actually got a URL to make it easier for people to find. You can just go to sub2forum, that's S-U-B, the number two, forum.com, and it'll switch you over to the Facebook group. Awesome. Thanks. I'll make sure and provide that too uh, for everyone. Okay. They can just easily go there. Awesome. Somebody say, can this video be watched later? Yes. So all the replay folks, replay folks that's watching now, thank you. Uh, again, the special will be going on for a little while. We, we'll probably put a time on it. Uh, so those of you that are serious, so go ahead. And Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 